We can't see it. But we're all trapped inside these strange repeating loops. Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. But this is the moment for you to show us what is real. They taught you good. Made you believe their world was all you deserved. But some part of you knew that was a lie. Some part of you remembered what was real. It's so easy to forget how much noise the Matrix pumps into your head. Something else makes the same kind of noise. War. Off the top rope, thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen, and we are quickly winding down in the year 2021, but this podcast is going full strong all the way to the end. I've done so many episodes in the last couple of days. I did my top 10s of 2021, which you could check out right now. Uh, Yesterday, I did a deep dive of Spider-Man No Way Home with Brandon McLaughlin. Really enjoyed that conversation. That one, that episode is also available now on all your platforms where you listen to your podcast. And today, we're going to be re-entering the world of the Matrix. And as I will be dipping into my past, to one of my oldest friends from back in high school, he's been on the show before, Mr. Frank Torres. We're going to discuss everything Matrix. Um, We'll discuss the past, our, our, our history with this franchise. I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, we saw... 
not together, but we were in the same auditorium when The Matrix Reloaded came out in 2003. We were both in there, and we were both, I remember we were both, like, really in awe of what we had seen. So it's going to be fun to reminisce on that with him. I've got a couple of questions for him as well. Uh, outside of the Matrix world, you know, he's a huge San Francisco 49ers fan. So I'm going to, you know, pick his brain a little bit with what's going on with his team this season. They are still in the hunt in the NFL playoffs. I, I Actually, I believe if the playoffs started today, they would be in. So, you know, his team's not out of it yet. I had high hopes for them early in the season, and it's kind of been an up-and-down year for them. But, you know, anything can happen in the NFL. All it takes is one set of a nice run to the end and you can win the win the entire chip so uh, i'll get his thoughts on that plus everything involving the matrix and i'm really curious to see what he thinks of this new one because it's very divisive uh i've done i've done a lot of research online and and reading up everybody's reviews bloggers and all that stuff just to see what they thought of it uh i've gone into deep dives with how this movie is viewed philosophically that that's one of the huge things about the matrix series was how philosophical it was along with it's like incredible action uh you know just how ahead of its time it was when that movie came out so all of that deep dive discussion uh he knows more about this world than i do but so this is going to just be a fun ride for me so let's take a quick break and when we come back I'll have my conversation with Frank Torres, or as I will be calling him on the podcast, Paco. He's an old friend of mine. He's back on the show. I'm super excited. Stick around. This is Palace Off the Top Rope. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And on the line, I've got a returning guest. He's been on this show once. And the last time he was on here was when the his team, the San Francisco 49ers, were about to face off with the Chiefs in Super Bowl 54. Um, and a lot of stuff has happened since then. And I'm glad to bring him on for a specific reason, because we're about to reenter the Matrix a uh, huge film franchise that was a huge part of our growing up in in the early 2000s. Um, Mr. Frank Torres, man, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you, Bobby, man. It's been a long time. It's thank been you so much for time. taking the time, man. I, I, I really, truly appreciate it. And I was super excited when this movie was announced. I was like, 
I got the wheels turning. I was like, I know who I'm, I want to talk about this movie with for sure. Hey, I'm, I appreciate it, man. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. I've always, we've always had really good conversations about stuff like this. So I'm, I'm super ready to plug back in. All right, man. Well, that's, uh, that's the main event of this show. So we're going to appetize the audience a little bit. I want to pick your brain on a couple of things before we get to the matrix, which we'll talk about in full detail. I know the movie's only been out almost a week, but it'll be a full spoilers, folks, for those of you listening. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, when we get to that part of the conversation, maybe you'll, can hit pause, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen. Or if you don't care about spoilers or whatever, listen anyway. Um, I, I am truly looking forward to that conversation. But first, Baco, as I mentioned, um, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, the last time we talked, were a breath away from winning the Super Bowl. Um, I know, I, trust me, I know the devastation on losing, as a fan, losing like a big game like that. And, and you know, it's hard to get to a Super Bowl and even with the start of this season, I had very, in my preseason ranks, I had very high expectations for this team, just with all the key players coming back from defense off of injury. I know uh, last season y'all dealt with a lot of that, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Last uh, season we uh, broke the record of uh, starting men, starting players. Different. Yeah. Yep. So incredible. Uh, but uh, so I heard everybody that was going to come back, and I was like, and Jimmy G also was, uh, believe, was injured last year as well, right? Yeah. Okay. And you all drafted Trey Lance in the draft, and there was huge talk of whether he was going to start the season or if they were going to go back and forth between Jimmy G and him because the the whole thing with Jimmy Garoppolo has always been like his health, right? Can he ever just stay like healthy? But when he yeah. is healthy – He's he's been pretty good for you guys. Like the record speaks for itself. Like you can say whatever you want about his play and it being whatever, but the guy wins games. So, you know, you got to give him that. And he did take you all the way to a Super Bowl. And I know you had a strong defense during that time too, but you know, he was again, he was one throw away from you all winning that Super Bowl against Mahomes and his legacy would have been completely different had that pass gone the other way. So um yeah. I mean you guys were very close and on the on the cusp. And it's been an up and down season for you guys for a while. It looked like it was a lost season, but I think it's just been a weird year in the NFL where almost anybody can be beaten. I don't think there's a clear favorite because anybody can lose on any Sunday. Yep. Um, I know Green Bay's kind of eked their way as far as like getting wins and wins and wins. I think they haven't lost since like, can't remember the last time they lost, but for the most part, every team has is can be beaten. And I think that's what makes has made this season even more fun and unpredictable. And as of right now, the 49ers, if the playoffs were to start today, y'all would be in the dance. So I uh, mm-hmm. just want to pick your brain. How are you feeling about this season, your quarterback situation, just everything going on with your team so far? Well, at the beginning of the season, I was extremely hype. I was really looking forward to it, of course, every season. But mm-hmm. I was like, we're finally going to get our defense back with, like, uh, the players that were injured. And now we have this, I guess you can say, dual threat of, like, who's going to start as quarterback. If this doesn't work out, we have this other guy that can come in. If he doesn't work out, we can still rely on the veteran. So I, th- I, I was like, we're in a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. I know that our division is pretty hard, so I was always like, we might not get first place, but 
Mm-hmm. If we can get to the playoffs, that's all that matters. Right, right. And then um, the whole QB controversy, I was always like, you know what? I want Jimmy G to start. I want him to go, you know, as far as he can go. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have confidence in I'm not saying that he's like top 10 or whatever, but you don't need that to, to win a Super Bowl. I mean, Absolutely. it helps a lot for sure. But and people give him give us crap or give the the coach crap because like oh you run the ball forty times you know well it's the coach's job to come up with a good game plan for your team the way it's built Absolutely. why the hell would you would he stray away from that just to like please people no mm-hmm. you do whatever you you take to win and if Jimmy G throws last se- well the the Super Bowl run season. That uh, there were a couple games in, in the middle of the season that Jimmy G carried the team, and mm-hmm. no one talks about those. He threw like over 400 yards in one game and shit, and scored like three touchdowns against Arizona, and no one said anything about that because well, you know they like to 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 talk bad about Jimmy G, but it's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that Trey Lance is a good pick. I mean, um, having seen Justin Fields with the Bears. I'm like I'm I'm okay, and uh, <laughs> Mac Jones. I think that I think that he's the best out of the rookie quarterbacks. I'm mm-hmm. really I'm a little disappointed in the league as a whole that we let him fall to the Patriots and Bill Belichick. I'm like, are you kidding me? Come well, that on. was the that was the whole talk, right? Because you all traded up to the number two spot, and that was actually yeah. the rumblings. Are they going to take Mac Jones and? I don't know why all the media was like making a deal of it. Like, Oh, this is so stupid. They better not pick him or whatever. Uh, yeah. I have no idea what it was. The guy, the guy's from Alabama. So he's comes from a good system with a good coach. So you figured he'd have his, his stuff down. So I, I never understood that. Uh, and that's why you can never just trust the analysts sometimes because he's proved yeah. all of them wrong. <laughs> oh, for sure. He has been great. I mean, I, I like watching the kid play a lot. And with Bill Belichick, you know, that he's going to have, you know, a sturdy hand. You know, he ain't going to be like, oh, you can relax because you're doing good. No, it's going to be hard. You better keep learning, keep practicing, keep, you know, learning the game. Mm -hmm. But as far as Trey Lance, I can see why Shanahan, I mean, Shanahan's played with mobile quarterbacks a lot. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can say anything about like RG3, but when he was healthy, they did utilize him like he was doing good. Um, under Shanahan as a coordinator and, um, and Shanahan's a coach, his right. dad. So, um, I, I think he's, I think he's a, he's a good pick. Like, I don't, I don't have any evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he has to develop. I didn't want the kid to start. I don't, I, I don't want him to go into the playoffs now as a starter because there's, there's talk that, um, since Jimmy G is kind of hurt. That he that Trey Lance might start the next couple games. I mean, okay. I don't want that, but if that's if that's what it takes, then okay. I mean, I, I, of course I'll back it up. But mm-hmm. I think that under Shanahan, Trey Lance can be a great quarterback. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think that he that Shanahan has the the coaching ability to make him great. Mm-hmm. I do. So I don't regret the pick. I don't regret the draft picks and all that shenanigans. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um. However, like we have been struggling this year, and if we can get if if we get into the playoffs, I do believe that there's no team that we cannot beat. I know that some teams are super favorable to beat us, like Arizona mostly, mm-hmm. but um, 
but I think we can do it. Like, I'm not saying that we will. I'm no cowboy fan. Thank God. But <laughs> it could happen. Like, it, we, we could go all the way or we could just, you know, get into the playoffs and lose first game or not even get into anything can have. This year has been crazy, man. When the Lions beat Arizona, I was literally like, okay, you know what? Anything can happen. I don't even know. It's mm -hmm. kind of. It's kind of pointless to try and figure out what's going to happen week in, week out, because like oh, Tampa lost to the Saints. They didn't score once. Right. Uh, I'm like, what is going on? You know, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I was I I pay attention to the playoff picture every week. And I think at one point I saw like that Tampa, like if the season that ended, Tampa would play the 49ers. And yep, this was you guys. Week. This was you guys coming off of beating like the Rams or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to see that team if, if we get into the playoffs. <laughs> I don't care because all it takes is like for them to get hot just a little bit, and they can ride it all the way. We saw Tampa do it last year, completely on the road. Yeah. Like it's a rare thing, but it can be done. Um, yep. You all have two games left on your in your season. You have the Texans, and then you have the Rams. Now the Cardinals and Rams have already clinched spots in the playoffs. So. The best thing you all can do is just make your best position possible in the wild card. Um, I think right now, um, if the season had ended today, I think y'all would play, um, the Rams, the Rams. Yep. And you know, the last time you guys faced y'all, y'all beat them. Like, and it, it, it came as a shock to me just because I thought, yeah. uh, the Rams are finally going to put stuff together and you guys just came up there and just, you know, gave a whacking on them. And that was great to see just because <laughs> I, I was kind of sick of hearing about the Rams all season long anyway, because they were the one team that before the season was crowned already, like they were going to be the, the, the team. And I was like, wait a minute, Matthew Stafford hasn't even won a playoff game. Like, why are we crowning them like already as something like, I hate it when the yeah. media does this every single year, they crown people. And it's like, let I, for me, it was just wait and see with Stafford. Like, has he proven some stuff? Yeah, sure. Like, he has better weapons and he has a better coach, and we're seeing him do some stuff. But until he wins a playoff game, like, kind of calm it, calm it down with the crowning talk. Well, that's what they do, and yeah, yeah. you, you and I know, like, you, you don't pay attention to that as a, as a like diehard fan. It's you can call the, the, the BS, you know, from the, they right. just want ratings, which yeah. I don't blame them, but like, nah, look, you can't crown anybody right now. Yeah. Anybody can win. At some point I was like, you know what? I think the Colts might, might take it all the way. I, I think they might actually take the whole thing. And then next week I'm like, how the hell did they lose to this team? You know, right. I, yeah. I was like, Tampa looks insane right now. I think they're going to, and then they lose. And I'm like, what the hell's going right. on? Jeez. So, yeah. It's just been a, yeah, such a weird season. I wouldn't even, be surprised uh, if like a seventh place seed wins the whole thing. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it would not shock me in the least. Um, also, it's going to play into this, and it's interesting. Like you mentioned the Colts right now. Like I think uh, Carson Wentz just got put on the COVID list. So yeah, now they have a backup today. plan. So I was like, whoa, like their playoff seeding could change because AFC is obviously more tighter than the NFC. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of stuff can change in the last couple of weeks. But again, I think the best position for your team is just to win out because maybe who knows by the time I think y'all can beat the Texans, even though like they, who did they, they beat the chargers this past week. And again, anything can happen, yeah. but what the you hell? <laughs> you guys have more to fight for right now. So if you can win that one and then depending what happens with the Rams, like I think their seating is kind of set. So they may start to rest players. 
Uh, and we've yeah. seen McVay do that because nobody played in the preseason. So it wouldn't shock me if he did that. You guys went out, get a good spot in the wild card. And, um, I, and I think right now you guys control your own destiny. So, um, yeah. So it's going to be fun to see. And again, I would, I hope it doesn't end up like with Tampa playing you guys. Cause I just have a, a feeling. And as much as I love Tom Brady, like that team is very vulnerable right now with the injuries and that defense yeah. is also can be had like very easily. So, um, I, I don't like their chances this year, even if, it, I mean, I'm not just saying against the 49ers, I'm saying against anybody. Like I really don't yeah. like their chances. Um, but I can see you guys, if you all get in, if you had to go to Jerry world, like they, the Cowboys oh. can be had also like, like they, yeah. they, they're acting like they're such a juggernaut, but you look at the opponents they faced and, you know, they haven't faced that many, that many high power defenses other than like maybe Denver. Um, and we saw what happened there. So it's yeah. possible you rough them up and, you know, you get Dak uncomfortable and you can, you can beat them. Like they're not, my buddies like to think like, Oh, if we just continuously score high, we'll win. It's like, well, you're not always going to, you're not going to run into that in the playoffs. Like you're going to have to play defense, like strong yeah. defense. So for sure, man, playoffs, you're going to have to prove that you can win dirty games or like bad Ab- games you know absolutely like the, the, the low scoring hard fought physical games you have to win those too mm-hmm. you can't just go all the way with a shootout absolutely well um i'm excited about that uh, i'm excited for your team again i had uh in my preseason preseason ranks i had a high expectations and had them ranked high in the west yeah. but i think most of us were wrong on the west anyway because nobody saw arizona coming out the way well, that they did, even though they've kind of stumbled yeah. the last month and a half. Yeah. Um, but nobody saw that coming. I guarantee you. Cause no, I watch all the analysts and nobody had them well, at the top at the uh, beginning. There was one guy, well, not at the top, but there was one guy that said that even last year that picked them as a dark horse of the season. Mm-hmm. And that guy was me, but I don't have it. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah, I, I swear, man. Like huh. I, I knew that the Cardinals were going to be really good. I didn't know they were going to be, that good but the they had already a great offense they were just missing people in defense and they mm-hmm. got really good players this year and mm-hmm. last year too so i was aware of the cardinals but i follow the division a lot so yeah you yeah. would know and, you would know that better and they beat us like fair and square when we were like a complete team mm-hmm. last year so you know I was aware, but not. I wasn't expecting them to be like number one seed or anything like that. But holy yeah, yeah. moly, you know, thing have things happen. Well, we'll see what happens. Best of luck to your team. Uh, hey, you stre- unless unless you end up facing Brady, I just I can't go against him. But if, if we anybody- do, ooh, we gotta make a big deal out of it. <laughs> we'll 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 talk a, a wager, a friendly wager, or something like that. Um, yes, but anybody else, hey, knock them out, knock out Green Bay, LA. Yes, Alice. I hate Green Bay. Yeah, get them all out of there. <laughs> I <Yep>. don't care. <laughs> yeah, can I just say if if I'm just gonna say this, the best opponent for us to face, um, you know, if we want to win, mm-hmm. is the Rams. For some reason, our coach has their number. We have beaten them like the last six out of seven or something oh, wow. like that, even when they were like really good. So I'm, I don't know, like for some reason we can take, so the Rams, I want the Rams just so, you know, like I think we have the best chances against them, but I really want the Cowboys. I <laughs> hope we can get the Cowboys and shut them up. 
Yeah, that that would be great. I will, I will buy a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey <laughs> for that week. I'll send you one, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll send, send me one, me. and I'll wear it happily hell on my yeah. show or my Facebook Live or whatever. Ooh, if that ends up being the matchup. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move on here. Um as we near closer to Matrix talk, um we're we're at the end of the year and uh it's to me it's still kind of been a weird kind of year as far as like movie releases and stuff. Not quite mm-hmm. as weird as 2020 where I went back and looked at my top 10 for that and there was just like barely anything that I saw and most of the stuff I did was was on a streaming platform unfortunately because a lot of the theaters were shut down and you know, they were just throwing like I mean, I was working during the pandemic and we had a bunch of just what kind what movie is this? Like we had a, a weird yeah. Bruce, Bruce Willis space movie that came out and it's like, it was a total B movie. I'm like, what is this doing in our theater? But that's, that's all, that was the hand we were dealt. Um, yeah. But uh, what is some of the bright spots that you've seen this year on the big screen? Or I know streaming is a huge uh, thing we're going to talk about. Anything that you've seen on there or anything that's come to mind? It could be anything, movies. TV shows, whatever. Just anything, well, anything that stands out. I I think I feel a little bit like you in this year, especially this year. I have been very disconnected with like new releases. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a huge fan of streaming movies. Right. I mean, if there's no other way, then sure. But I love the theater and. Not being able to go to the theater because of, you know, like health issues and COVID. Um, I haven't been uh, up to date a lot this year, especially last mm-hmm. year, too. But like, I don't know. Also, the releases have been a little weird as well. So um, I agree. There's like I can tell you like a couple of like good things that I saw, like Malignant. I know it's not you. Oh, but I, I like that movie a lot. That actually made my oh, top you liked 10. It. it made my oh, top shit. 10. Okay, so Malignant I thought was pretty good, pretty weird, pretty that that kind of stuff that I do like. It was different. James I like one. Yeah, exactly different. I like that. I like Cruella. I think it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not a fan. Well, I mean, this is like the good stuff, but like there were a couple of movies that I was really, really uh, hyped for, and then that didn't turn out as well. I like. Did you watch Free Guy? I thought it was like. I saw parts of it. I saw parts of it when I walked in during my walkthroughs at work, but I, I never sat down to watch it fully. I think it's available already on HBO Max or something like that. Yeah, it is. It's, I, it's entertaining. It. It's like a if you if you play video games a lot, I think you're gonna mm-hmm. like it more than if you don't. That's the kind of deal with that one. Also, I know this is not a popular thing, <laughs> but I did like the Fear Street uh, trilogy. I don't know if you saw that. That's a Netflix uh, thing, right? That's a Netflix thing. Yeah, it's okay. uh it's a trilogy. It's they go backwards. The first one is like in 1990s, then the second one takes place in the 80s and the third one even before that. Oh, okay. So, it's it's interesting. Like mm-hmm. uh it, you might find it like complete utter trash, but I don't know, for some reason I was really entertained. There's a little bit of world building that I love. I love world building in right. anything. So, I like that. I have to say, probably my favorite movie this year has been Dune. And I know that I've been talking about that nonstop. But mm-hmm. I read the book, like, when I was, I don't know, 10, 15. I can't remember. For the first time. So I've known this for a long time. And I always thought that it would it would be 
so hard, if not like impossible to make. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the movie's perfect at all or like a perfect adaptation, but I'm really looking forward to what it's going to be part two and then to to see it as a whole. So far, I'm loving it. Awesome. I don't know if you saw that one. I remember I didn't see I haven't seen the new one. I like the cast a lot. I just haven't. Yeah. With the length and stuff, like yeah. I'm very like Grandpa Palacios now. Like I'm just like <laughs> if the movie's like over two and a half hours, like I'm like ah, like really like so that's I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen I never saw No Time to Die. Um, oh my god, I haven't either. I was <laughs> I was expecting was, I, you to 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 scold me like what you haven't seen that. <laughs> I I know people can scold me on that one. Like I'm shocked. I just oh. I mean it would. It would have taken just a lot of my time and there's been so much stuff that's been going on and at least the latter part of, of my, you know, personal life with all these things I need to get done. But, uh, the only movie that I really did like give time to that was like kind of long was, uh, The Last Duel with Ridley Scott. Oh, I was about, that was my next. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. Oh, I loved it. So, to me, it's my favorite. It's my favorite movie of the year, but that's because oh, okay. it checked all the boxes of what I was looking for. That's good. I really liked it. I thought that the way it presented, the the way the narrative was presented, I thought it was maybe not needed, mm-hmm. but overall, it's pretty good. Overall, something that happened in this fantasy world, because we don't know if it's like 100%, you know, right, right. or not, you know, but the way this problem, I don't want to talk spoilers. I don't know if right, we're right. going to talk spoilers or not, but the way the main problem was presented in the movie, I feel like it hits hard even now. Yes, it's very relatable so, to what's going on yes, right now. So that's what I was like really surprised by. I, I thought I was he did a great job with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and usually movies set in that time are not my thing, which is why I could never get into like Game of Thrones or it really, oh, okay. de- it really depends on like who's in it like braveheart of course it's mel gibson so i'm gonna i'm i'm all for that <laughs> something like a gladiator with russell crowe this yeah. checked all my boxes affleck damon driver yeah. um ridley scott at the helm like the direction mm-hmm. is incredible even though it's not so much an action picture it's more character driven oh 100 um, yeah and it was affleck and damon co-writing the thing so that was a huge uh you know, holy, holy shit, they haven't written anything together since Goodwill Hunting. So I was interested to see if their writing held up. Uh, I think they brought in a female to tell that one side of the story, which is from the Jodie Comer's point of view, which I thought oh, she was a, okay. such a revelation. In oh, movie. she was. Oh, she was I think so she was a, the best part of the movie. Absolutely. Man. Like 100 mm-hmm. percent. Um, I can't wait to see her and more stuff. She's from uh, she's from a television show, right? That's all I know, I think I know her from. Yes, I don't know which one, but I think it's yeah, called I... Killing Eve or something like that. Killing I think that's where Eve? she's from. I, oh, okay. Um, I haven't seen it, but uh, she needs to be in more movies because uh, she was just sure. excellent. Uh, I hope she gets nominated for an Oscar. I hope Ben Affleck gets nominated. His performance was a little over the top, but I absolutely loved him in his role. Like. It was just it. It reminded me of him in Goodwill Hunting, where he was just like he was there in the background, but yeah, he was very electric in every scene he was in, and I hadn't seen him like that acting wise in a very long time. So again, it was just a very checked all the boxes for me. It's it's been my favorite. Nice. I don't know what else I saw. Oh, I absolutely loved the Quiet Place Part Two. I don't know. I know it's not like a huge thing for people, but I really liked it. 
I really loved the first one. I thought that was like top notch filmmaking, even though like Krasinski didn't really have the resume for it, but he yeah. just knew what he was doing for some reason. And that movie was so awesome. So I went into this one with like high hopes and I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I definitely thought it was not on par with the first one, uh, even though Krasinski was still the director behind it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It was missing something. I don't, maybe it might've been the, maybe missing him in the role maybe he shouldn't have killed himself off but i don't know it worked in the story so oh um, yeah for sure but uh i I get it yeah but yeah no i mean uh i remember it being crazy at the theaters for that one because that was the first big like summer blockbuster back in the theaters and that one i think double released with like uh cruella or something so it was like a huge weekend for us uh so everyone came out to see that one but it was it was a it, it was an enjoyable movie like i could watch it again yeah, I, I really liked it. I shouldn't say like love it, you know. I really liked it. Uh, I know that you're not a fan of, of Killian Murphy, but I, I am. <laughs> I really like him. Then there's another thing that I started watching this year that had him, um, as a star. I know it's not new, but that for me it is because you know I started watching it this year, which is uh, Peaky Blinders. Ah, uh, why did I have a feeling oh you're going to say that? Everybody tells God. me about that show. It's so good. This guy, this this story of this character is is the godfather of oh, his okay. like uh, world, but not exactly like that, you know. But he reminds me so much of a godfather type character. Okay, at, uh, uh, like at his prime. So, oh, really, really good. Is that a, so, is that yeah. one also Netflix? That one I think is on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I think five seasons. Oh damn! It's been on for a while then. Yeah, five seasons, like ten episodes, so per yeah. season. So you're not the first that... one to mention this show to me that people say that I should watch. Oh man, um, yes, I loved it. I what's the basic premise? It. Okay, so it's uh, after World War One mm-hmm. in the UK, and we're following a whole bunch of gypsies that fought for the for the UK. And um, they're trying to make it in the, I guess, like the underworld, mm-hmm. you know, they're like mafiosos, but in their own gypsy way. And you you see, like, um, to me, the best part is that it actually deals with history. So, like, you see how uh, Asian markets try to join in and, like, uh, do business there. You see Russians, you see Irishmen, you see Scots. You see the government doing like the corrupt government trying to get in and, and shut them down. And then you see them. Oh, and you see, of course, my favorite, the Italians, the mm-hmm. mafia. So and and I'm telling you, if you get to season four, I'm, I hope is I don't even know if I should say it. I don't want to spoil it for you. What do okay. you think? Should I say it? Just one, no. one let actor. Me, let me you're kind of you're really like selling me on this. So okay. I mean dip my toe into this and all right there's two actors that you'll see if you get to it okay that you're gonna love two actors all right right? that's all i want to say okay i like that i like being surprised with like oh they're in this Um, yes yes (laughs) there's so much stuff that i want to like get into like show wise but again i'm like you where it's like yeah streaming i don't know but it also kind of looks a little like big budget like i'm kind of interested i don't know if you've seen previews for it it's a Paramount Plus show, and it's got Jeremy Renner and Kyle Chandler, and it just looks like a mm. huge crime drama. And I'm like, oh, this is like right up my alley. But do I want to subscribe to a whole other platform yeah. just to 
I mean, I don't know how many, I mean, the thing with shows now is they're not really long anymore. Um, so I don't know, maybe that's something I'll get into. Everyone tells me about Yellowstone. Um, I heard about Yellowstone. I haven't seen it. So I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that I'm, uh, iffy on or wanting to jump in on, but Peaky Blinders. Okay. I mean, that, if I get more than a couple of recommendations, that's where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let me, let me chime in. Um, I think you're going to love it. I okay. think you're going to love it, uh-huh. but I could be wrong. Also, one more thing. Uh, this is not a movie. Well, I guess it is. It's a documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. Val for Val Kilmer. Oh my God. I've, we had it in our theaters and I kept for so long, kept wanting to make time to go watch it. And I never had a chance. And I know it's on Amazon prime. Yeah. Uh, I do want to get to that one. I have been wanting to watch it because when I saw the trailer, I was like, holy shit. Like, Oh, I just want to know his story for people like you and me. This is a must. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you. Yep, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Okay, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I'll see when I can get to it, but um, it, it was, it was on my list to watch. So, and it definitely still is. So, hopefully, I can get to it soon. The last thing I'm gonna mention about like what I've watched this year, well, unless you want to keep going, yeah, let's keep. Is uh, it's a western movie, mm-hmm. but. It's a new kind of adaptation of a Western movie, mostly with an African-American cast. Oh, is it, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Harder They Fall. Harder They Fall. Everybody, we had this yeah. at our theater for a couple of weeks, and I, I was talking to some people that saw, and they said it was, like, tremendous. Um, and that one's on Netflix also, so, and I just yeah. resubscribed, so I may get into a lot of this stuff there. Yeah, uh, definitely. If you Check it out. I think it's to me one thing that makes westerns good is the music it's huge like the music has to be on point and this guy's did a really weird thing combining like classical like not classical but the 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 western music that we're used to with like like hip-hop and and it's actually i think for me it works but the cast is so good so good oh my god the cast is good Oh yeah, no, so, I've yeah. seen who's in it, and uh, I mean, I definitely love all the actors that are in that. Um, I actually yeah. owe you an apology, and I actually still owe you a makeup. I yeah. still need to do my my what is it, the three dollar trilogy or what? Yes, is it called? the dollars trilogy. Dollar trilogy. Yes, I still owe you that. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Trust me, it's been on the back of my mind every time I see you pop up or answer anything, or if I see anything you treat, I'm always like, I owe him. Like I owe him. <laughs> uh, so believe me, friend, I have not forgotten about that bet. And I, right. I will pay you back on it eventually. I promise you. Um, I just got to find where I can watch those movies or stream them or, or, or whatnot. That was one of my, one of my things on trying to find these movies. So um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll see where if you, or if you can link me up to where I could possibly rent them or, or whatnot and i i will i will pay you back on that i promise yeah for sure i can i can definitely okay hook I, you up. i'm glad you brought that up because I, I i did want to make it a point publicly <laughs> on the air to let you know that i have uh, not yeah. forgotten about that wager i'm trying <laughs> to get i'm trying to get him into western movies yo <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like my my westerns every now like i have never speaking of val kilmer I don't really remember it, and I only remember it because my dad is a huge fan of it. But Tombstone, oh I only remember God. that movie in pieces. But I need to rewatch it. Uh, and I bought the VHS uh, of it out of Goodwill the uh, like not too long ago. Uh, and I'm gonna rewatch that because, goddamn, like I had no idea some of the people that are in this movie, and like it's just full star studded. Like, 
Tombstone um, is damn like the the peak of like Val Kimmer mm-hmm. is Tombstone. Yeah, like a hundred percent. You you watch that man, and and Kurt Russell is there, and he's right. like fucking cool. But Val Kimmer just takes a kick. I just recently saw it again this past year, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it's so good. It's it's probably my second best western movie of all time so awesome yeah yeah and i can't wait to revisit that um real quickly before we get into the matrix um yeah we both were talking about uh adam mckay's uh don't look up um and i know we've had a oh, thing. Yeah. we have our thing with i have my thing with streaming movies with you as well like uh but there's exceptions to the rule like an irishman with scorsese uh-huh. that was netflix but like come on like that thing was like that movie really was like a huge like studio movie. It really should have been like yeah. a, like a high release. So like there's exceptions to that rule. I'm gonna give this one also because I never thought I would see the day where Di- Leonardo DiCaprio was gonna be on a movie that was specifically for streaming. I saw it on the big screen, but still, yeah. this movie was really marketed to to be watched at home. Um, yep. What is it that you liked about that movie? I mean, I I liked it too. Don't get me wrong. Could have been trimmed yep. a little bit, but. Uh, it was a nice commentary on on stuff that's going on now, and uh, the cast that they got together for that, including like God bless, like mm, Kate Blanchett. I don't know how they make oh. her look like that, where yeah. she just looks. I don't know. She like they like de-aged her because she's also in that movie Nightmare Alley, and there she looks more her age. But here she was okay. like, oh my God, I was like, like, I mean, I'm not one to gaga over women, but like here, like publicly, but man, like yeah, you were I was salivating at the mouth looking at her. <laughs> Yeah, and she's insanely talented. So, oh yeah, two and two together, and oh she's my the whole god, package. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is that okay, I guess, I guess maybe I oversold it a little bit, but to me, it was the experience, mm-hmm. um, and the movie because you gotta, you gotta like put yourself in my shoes. I haven't been in a, in a draft house in like over maybe two years, right? Uh-huh. And I went, I'm sorry, I, uh, you know, hey, uh, you, you're, you're, I don't want to diss on your movie theater, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like, we don't have it here. So, uh, no, I get it. I had to, I had to go to the draft house, which I love because there's a strict, no bullshit policy. Like people are allowed to kick them out. Right. People have their phones, they kick them out. I love that. So, um, there was reopening night and I went by myself. And I'm like, I don't even know what to watch. There was a whole bunch of options, including, I think, uh, Bond. I'm not sure. And I saw, I just saw the poster, saw the cast, and directed by Adam McKay. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> so I, I picked it. I had no idea what I was getting into. No idea what it was about. And I love that feeling. That is like one of the best feelings in the world for me. And mm-hmm. I'm not i'm not just bullshitting like for reals it actually is walking into a movie that i have no idea what it's about and it turns out great is oh you know chef's kiss for me so i started watching i'm like i don't know what it's about okay so i see the premise now but the way adam mckay is um i know i don't know if you like his movies i'm like i like him i really do okay so you know that he has a way for like to to talk about real stuff but make it entertaining at the mm. same time but still convey like a message somehow 
in in shows like several points point of views. So that's what I like. Like it definitely resembles the premise. I don't know if you want to talk about that or yeah, not, but like can. okay, so it's like how would people react if they if they were told that a huge comet was on their way to hit Earth and possibly wipe out the entire planet, mm-hmm. you know? So how would people react? And it shows like sides that are easy to make fun of, like, you know, Trump administration, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also showed like other sides too, which I, I appreciate. It's not like a targeted, you know, oh, I'm gonna, I'm only going to make fun of you. No, it's like, how would people of all ages of all, you know, political uh, views of all like ethnicities would react Right. And I like that. How would like this is really important. How would the United States react as opposed to other countries based mm-hmm. on the administration, based on the people and their experiences? I don't know. I thought it was a great balance of like personal um how would like people react and how would like organizations would react to stuff like that? What would be done mm-hmm. and why it would be done and and snacks that might come up here and like the the technology aspect of course we know who they're making fun of you know right <laughs> and or, or maybe not fun of but like who they're critiquing and i don't know i thought it was like really well made and and the point got i think the the point of the movie was like i i got it like crystal clear while still being entertained it does drag a little towards like the towards the end of the movie for sure And there's like the the whole, you know, side piece kind of deal was like, ah, you know, you don't need this, but whatever. Like it's right. still good. Yeah, so I, no, I, I liked it a lot. I totally agree with you. Uh he Adam McKay has this really good like sense of humor, which is I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of Vice and you know, the big short yeah. is one I need to revisit. Um yeah. the other guys was his first like venture into like that getting into like the economical side of stuff, you know, like the, just the worldview and stuff like that. It was weird how that was like the transition. And then he started doing all these, you know, more like adult film, not to say like the comedies are not adult, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just yep. switched genres and um, perfect example of this. because it was, it was also a good portrayal of how just all of us in society kind of like don't really take stuff seriously anymore. And we move to the next thing right away. Like the the best comparison I can make to that, like I know it's not on the same level, but wasn't there something like in the news? I don't know. I don't know if it was during the pandemic last year or this year where they were like there was proof of aliens and like yeah. nobody made a fuss about it. It was kind of like just yeah. it's whatever. But I'm like, that's just the way our society is now. It's like, what's the next thing? What can we make a meme out of? What can we make what can we joke about next? But then uh we want everybody to feel sorry for us when things go wrong. And it's like, no, we did it to ourselves, like for not paying attention to the things that we should be paying attention to. And again, it was a really nice commentary. I I don't, I don't understand the, the flack that it's been getting. Um, I mean, I I don't, I don't see where that's coming from. And not that I expect everybody to like this movie or whatever, or feel the same way as I do, but I don't know. I just feel like people have been at, I've looked at some of the reviews that now that it's officially on Netflix and people are like coming after Adam McKay and, and it's like, do they not, have they not seen his other stuff? Like oh, it's, man. it's right on brand with him. 
I don't know, but like people just like complain about everything. So yeah, you're never gonna keep everybody happy, and that's okay. You know, I'm like you. I don't understand why people complain about everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, that's 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 the way it is. Mm-hmm. Sadly. All right, buddy. Uh, are you ready to re-enter the matrix? Oh. Uh, um, let's find out man let's find out <laughs> all right let's let's jack in and uh before we get to the new film the matrix resurrections which is out in theaters and on hbo max but mm-hmm. if you're a, a real film lover go see this out on the biggest screen possible just to support you know movie theaters and and movies in the way they're meant to be seen um Hell yeah so if you get a chance go check it out in theaters uh it's on a on a couple of IMAX shows here in San Antonio. So uh, I didn't get to see it on that screen, but uh, I I will try to get one more viewing of it in that format before it leaves. Um, So before the new movie, I got a chance to do a rewatch and I wanted to ask you uh, because I'm, I'm just thinking fondly to our high school days when this was coming out, the sequels and whatnot. Where does this series rank for you as far as like, your all-time favorites like i i know it was up there when we were back in high school like you used to like religiously talk about these films um has any of that changed uh in the time from from there to where we are now like is it you still hold it in high regard very curious so the original matrix is definitely in my top 10 favorite movies of all time for mm-hmm. sure i uh I love it. I I grew up and I loved it more. Every time I revisit it, I still love it. I've I've analyzed it countless times. I've watched videos about you know the deep dives into it and everything. And yeah, I absolutely love the Matrix. You know, the original is like you know top of the line for me. It's a masterpiece. Uh, like it's okay it is. to say that. I for me definitely. It yeah, changed no, the game. Well. Mm-hmm, you know, absolutely, right? it was groundbreaking. Changed change the game. You know, it spawned countless imitators. Absolutely, even to this day, parodies, it's still being like you know? it's yeah. still being like you still see the influence. Of because course, it, that is a yeah, that's a word. Yeah. Do you do you think that like because I, I know there's there's two styles for me that I've really like influenced like the way action has been done. And that was like the first one that I remember that really had a huge influence on everything that came after it. Um, the other being like the, the Paul Greengrass style, like the very handheld, like born yeah. movies were like a lot of movies started to copy that too, but the matrix you're still seeing it to this day, like where not necessarily like the bullet time, but all this, anything that you ever see in slow motion, I think you may have seen it in some of like the MCU movies. Like all of that mm-hmm. is all that's all Matrix. Like yeah. They were the groundbreakers on that. So uh rewatching the first movie, I was like, I mean the whole movie's excellent, but that third act, man, like just yeah. holy shit, my adrenaline was running high and I'd forgotten, not not all completely forgotten, but I was like, man, this is such an action masterpiece of a film, like just holy shit, just the things that were being done in this movie. And this was a movie I didn't see originally in the theaters, the first one. I remember seeing that. Uh, it was a blockbuster make it at home night. Like, uh, I think I was, what was it? I might have been still in middle school, right? Coming out or entering middle school when this one came out. So I wasn't really going to the R rated movies 
just yeah. quite yet. So, um, but yeah, just oh man, and I own the 4K box set, so it just it looks incredible. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, this came out in '99, the original, yeah. and um, I remember, you know, just like a fun little side story. I went to the movies with like ten other classmates at the time for the first and I one. Liked, yeah, for the first one, and I liked this girl. And I told everybody, like, come on, help me out. Let me sit next to her, please. I had no idea what the fuck we were watching. I was just like, I just want to sit next to the girl, you know. So I sat next to the girl and we're talking and, you know, sharing popcorn and everything. Then the movie starts. And I, for the next two hours, I completely forgot that there was a girl next <laughs> to me. I was so invested in what I was watching. I was like, wow, that, absolutely something I've never seen before. Do you remember what theater it was that you were at for this? It it was a, a theater in New Laredo, so it oh, okay. was in Mexico. Uh, actually, when I when I saw this, uh, I was in because I went to middle school there, and mm-hmm. then in high school I was in the states again. So, yeah. So I teased this at the beginning of the show as I was, in, you know, hyping you up and introducing this episode. I remember our interaction when we went to go see the matrix reloaded i don't know if you remember we were in that same show for the midnight screening yeah uh that was an incredible experience that was one of the first few like midnight movies i'd ever gone to because i was already already in high school you know getting to hang out with friends and going out and do stuff like you know my parents were letting me go out and you know do these you know events with friends and stuff so i remember this being one of the first few times where i went to the midnight show and of course for the young kids out there, they don't really do midnight movies anymore. Everything opens like early in the day. And um, there, was a, day, yeah. there was a real like uh, anticipation for, you know, waiting in line for midnight. Like that was a huge, I miss those days. Not me now. Too. Like <laughs> me working at a theater, I would never want to go through that again, just being there late. <laughs> but as a fan, as a movie goer, like, holy shit, do I miss those days? And I remember we, yep. we we saw we saw that movie, and I think we saw each other afterwards, and we were just like, "Oh, like what did we just watch?" Like that was to me that was like an out of body experience with, you know, <laughs> because that movie is like yeah. loaded with, I mean, pun intended, it's loaded with a lot of philosophy, a lot of like just uh, head scratching stuff uh, that you normally don't get in sequels like that, where they really get more into the philosophical stuff uh side of things because yes it gets big on the action but what i remember the matrix reloaded for was more of the philosophical side of things what about you yeah well i don't it's hard to go back to that state of mind Mm -hmm. because i've seen him so many times so like i know where i stand now but Mm -hmm. going back then it's hard i just remember that the action was insane Mm -hmm. but you know what let me tell you this super quick because I just remember, I just remembered, and it's like a, <laughs> it's gonna be like a little weird for like kids and and young people now, because like uh-huh. the new generation, I guess. I remember I was at a doctor's um, place because my dad was uh, had an appointment, uh-huh. so I was there at the um, at the I just like little office thing, and there were magazines, you know, and before we couldn't really actually look up what was coming you know like in a second with like internet right right no we didn't didn't have that back then Mm -hmm. Uh, so I remember I grabbed this entertainment magazine and the the cover was the Matrix Reloaded 
And I remember reading about it. I wasn't actually in San Antonio. And I remember reading about how they're going to make uh, a mile uh, long highway in the middle of nowhere to shoot this 10 minute scene action mm -hmm. scene that is going to be the most expensive uh chase scene of all time and that 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 scene alone was worth over two-thirds of the budget of the first matrix movie <laughs> so i was like so hyped just reading this in a magazine because you yeah. couldn't get access to this anywhere it was just like it's so weird Thinking about that nowadays, so you can just literally click on Twitter. You don't even have to go to a freaking website anymore. You just click on Twitter and you'll see this. You know, that what I just said, you would have seen that in like right. two seconds. So I just thought it was a nice little tidbit of how it was back then. Oh, yeah, But no, yeah. for sure. I mean, the Internet, I mean, for a lot of the fun stuff that's on there, it really has changed the way... uh we look into the inside of like sequels or stuff that's coming. Um, one of the, one of the big things about these matrix sequels was you had these little trailers, but they were very in like just layered in mystery. Like what are these movies going to be about? Yeah. Like, cause they were going to be shot back to back and we were going to be getting both of them in the same year, which was again, yep. something that hadn't really been done since like the only movie I remember doing that was back to the future, But that was released like a year apart. This was going to be in the same year. So it's like, whoa, like six months apart. Yeah. How's it going to end? And I remember the, when the Matrix Reloaded ended and, and the way that it ends, it's like, oh, how can you end a movie like that? Like, this isn't TV. Like, this is, I want something <laughs> concrete. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so that was fun. And then uh, obviously the, the teaser for Revolutions was at the end of that movie. And that got us even more hyped. I don't know if we were, I don't think we were in the same theater when revolutions came out um not i'm not my memory is really vague i remember where i was when i saw it and then i remember kind of being a little underwhelmed from that movie yeah um i mean i still enjoyed it for what it was and as i mentioned to you off air when i did my rewatch i really enjoyed revolutions a little bit more this time around and kind of grew a little bit more of a fondness for it and understood it a little better and, and what it was trying to say and all that stuff so i don't know it may just made me appreciate the the whole trilogy as a whole because yeah as i love the first two movies a lot back from when i was younger i remember the third one kind of just being eh, it was all right but now like having rewatched it all again like i just have a true appreciation for it i don't yeah. know what you said you've seen everything a lot of times now like what Where does everything yeah. stand for you now as far as like the sequel will go? We know how you feel about the original, but the sequel. The original is like a 10, you know, perfect mm -hmm. movie for me as everything. Um, and then the sequels were like a disappointment for sure, but mm -hmm. I still liked them. Like to this day, since then, up to this day, I've always not defended it because I haven't, I don't try to convince people that they're good. I just tell them that I like them mm -hmm. and that, um, What I like about them mostly is what you talked about earlier, which is the philosophy and the philosophical aspect of them. Mm -hmm. I think that's what actually stayed with me forever. And I've had countless conversations, especially with my good cousin, uh, Carlos. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember that guy. I do. Manopolis. Mm -hmm. So we used to have like what we call kitchen time, which is just go to the kitchen, grab a snack or a drink or whatever, and talk about stuff like this. Like, what if this was this way? And what do you think about this? And like the whole matrix, could it be real? Could, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I will forever 
love the the franchise for that. But yeah, I don't think they held a candle against the original. Even Quentin Tarantino, which is one of my favorite directors of all time, mm-hmm. has said that that is one of the, I think, two or three movies that he wished he had directed was mm-hmm. The Matrix and Battle Royale was the other one. And um I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, this is a masterpiece, groundbreaking. Do you know, I'm going to put it in perspective. Usually, well, people don't like the sequels, two or three. Like it's it's like the the norm. You can still find people that liked them, sure. Mm-hmm. But overall, two and three are not like really liked. They're okay. Mm-hmm. Um or meh. And just I was just uh, thinking about this. How much of a lightning in a bottle was the first one that you have the same directors with the same team, with the same actors, with a bigger budget and more creative freedom, and they still couldn't pull it off. Yeah. That's how special and, like, impossible the first one was. That's how important it is and how, like, out of this world to me, of course, like, it, it, it is. So I, I value that a lot. I treasure that a lot. And I like, too, I thought that the... The action with the music was cool, but mm-hmm. yeah, the philosophy, like the talks with the Oracle and then the architect and then all that and the Merov the Merovingian, the Merovingian probably man. my favorite part <laughs> of loaded the whole conversation with him. Oh my god. Um Ah uh, yes, whoever has time. But then again, <laughs> if you can never make time, how can you have time? I it's always so I always say that line at work whenever people want to like request pto or whatever because our business is always crazy it's like when can i take time off and i'll always say it, and i say it in his voice we can never take time how can we ever time? and they're like oh exactly. that makes a lot of sense and i was like that's from the matrix like yeah exactly um but i always did like the third one a little bit better because i thought and i'm this is like a, we could go on a deep dive in this but absolutely I'm, you know we have to go uh, we have to reach the, the last one, but I, I'm just sure. going to keep this like kind of short. Mm-hmm. The last one ties everything that the, the first one and the second one started and it ties it in it. I don't want to say like in a plot kind of way. I want to say in a philosophical kind of way, mm-hmm. every different view or like, um, I guess belief works. Right. If you like actually think about it, there's always the free will aspect of the matrix. That's probably the biggest ideology that is being discussed in the matrix free will. Right. And then free will one, because Neo was always a one with his choice matter. There was the whole thing about the choice. Does it matter? Yes. No versus destiny, this whole thing. And he was always a defender of choice. You know, he even tells the architect in the second one, the problem is choice. And then on the third one, the 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 bad guy, Smith, asks him, like, why do you do this? Why do you persist? Why do you keep fighting? And then he says, because I choose to. And at the beginning or at, at first watch, you might you might be like, what a stupid answer or whatever. But if you think about it, it's really deep answer. He's beginning to understand that free will and the choice is a huge issue to determine the outcome of this whole thing so that's why i think it's really important and then if you go with destiny with like purpose 
what we're meant to do, which was Agent Smith's whole belief, especially after the second one, he's just programmed for one thing and one thing only to destroy Nia. Yeah. That's his sole purpose in life. So that is that is what he's going to try to do, whatever it takes. All he wants to do, all he's meant to do is to kill Neo. So what happens? He kills Neo. Mm -hmm. And what happens to him then? He ceases to exist. Because without purpose, we will not exist. That's what literally he said in the second one. So then destiny or purpose is being proven right again in the third one. We already have free will. We already have purpose. But then Merovingian introduced causality, which is action and consequences. Mm -hmm. None of this free will or destiny crap. Things happen because, you know, if you go left, then this is going to happen. If you go right, then that's going to happen. You know, it's just cause and effect, my love. That's what he tells the, <laughs> the lady. So what happens is it's pretty simple. You have the, the Neo being inserted into the Matrix and then the machines upload a virus through him that destroys Smith and there's peace again because it was a deal that he made a pragmatic way of viewing things cause and effect and that is also proven correct you know so this is why I love the revolutions at, at the end even though like it wasn't like a huge climactic like finish of like mm -hmm. oh the super punch and he did this to destroy the biggest threat of all <laughs> he literally just let him take over yeah. and a lot of people were really pissed off about that even so that there was a matrix a matrix game i think it was either enter the matrix or, or path of neo in which yes, they it. remade the ending uh, for for the revolutions and they They uh they created this huge ass robot made of buildings and like and that was like Smith and you were supposed to fight that and they're like at the end they're like because this is the ending that that people wanted <laughs> something like that and I'm like you trolls but <laughs> yeah I swear and I'm like I get it you know I get it. and that's why I really like revolutions because it was all like um. It was very meaningful circle, you know, close, completing the circle of like all the it, it, it told me, hey, you can believe this, you can believe this or you can believe this, but it's all right. It's all good. Like it, nothing is completely right. Nothing is completely wrong. It's just your way of looking at things. So that's why I appreciated revolutions a lot. It took me a while to appreciate it this way, but. I, I do. I like it. I think it goes definitely one, then three, and then two, but like close by three. That's awesome. Uh, that's a good summarization on everything. We can put a cap on that as far as like our revisit to the originals because you said yeah. everything beautifully there. I don't want to oh. top that. I do want to top it off with something you did say, if you don't mind me quoting okay. one of your tweets from a couple of days ago. Um, yeah. And it, I don't mind. You, you titled it, What is the Matrix? Uh, and I have oh, a tweet yeah. right here. It's Gibson, Vern, K. Dick, Frank Miller, Anime, Kurosawa, Peckinpah, uh, if I'm pronouncing this right, Nietzsche, it's Buddha, Nietzsche, yeah. it's Christ, it's themes and levels, it's dualities, model, model, model realities, dreams, will, destiny, freedom, slavery of the mind, of the body, the construct, who lives, who dies, identity, sexuality, viruses, and love. It is mythology, philosoph philosoph philosophy, technology, and truth what truth question mark dot 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 this is awesome yeah. man like uh 
just i mean again the whole philosophy of the matrix is just uh super uh just a wonder to me and something that i still like think about to these days and you know the movies are the movies but just the fact that it gets you like just to think if a movie yeah. gets you to think in any form like then it's done its job Hell yeah. um, and the and the best ones do that you know you think of inception you know what nolan has done and you yeah know, david lynch has done that plenty um <laughs> yeah. you scratch your head and you start thinking about stuff like that's that's when you know you have good art in front of you um and with that being said and with this trilogy that we had that ended in 2003 here we are in 2021 and i never thought that there would be another one or if they were going to do something it would have been like uh with a whole new cast or reboot whatever correct because that's what we're in now everybody reboots everything and we get a whole new cast of unknowns and here we are 2021 keanu reeves is back carrie ann moss uh the one of the wachowskis is back and we, mm-hmm. we get a fourth entry, The Matrix Resurrections. What the hell is this going to be about? I don't know, but I was in the moment it was announced. You know, uh, Keanu Reeves has had such a a great third act to his career. Uh, he's done small stuff that's uh, a little under the radar. And then, of course, everything exploded again with John Wick. Yeah. And uh, I think part of the reason why they probably did this was to ride on that high of his because he's still a big commodity you know he came back and did bill and ted like yeah nobody ever saw that coming either. no yeah for sure (laughs) so here we are baco the matrix resurrections premiered last week again it's in theaters and on hbo max right now but again highly recommend seeing it in the theaters if you have that opportunity and if you're comfortable of course uh we, we we still know the 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 pandemic that we're in and the variant and all that stuff just take precautions if you're gonna go see it in the theater but uh time has come man what 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 are what are your initial thoughts um i i was very curious the moment i finished this movie i was like i need to know what Paco thinks because i i still don't know really how i feel about it um and that's that i've seen it twice um but i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you take the the reins on this and i will bounce off of you my friend all right well First of all, a couple of things. Number one, real quick, is that that tweet is actually a quote from Keanu Reeves himself in an interview. I don't want to take credit for that. Oh, okay. Well, so it's, he, it's a nice tweet. Oh, it is. It's so good. Like, he sums it up real nice. Uh, but that shows how much he's invested in that character and that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, well, second thing is that the hype or the anticipation like i always try to talk a, a little bit about that before i actually get into the movie because that sure. i think that that's kind of important to like uh, your expectations and all that so um for me when they announced the first reaction was oh my god hell yeah mm-hmm. and then i was like overcome with the emotion or the feeling of oh my god what if they fuck it up like what i don't what if it's a cash grab what if it's something that is you know like the first one was such a lightning in a bottle we discussed it already mm-hmm. how how like the amount of ways in which this can work to me is like very limited but the amount of ways it can go wrong is like super you know it's it's huge it's just it, the possibilities for, for to fuck it up are just there and then i was like okay well let's see are they coming back number one the wachowskis mm-hmm. now 
this is big. They're not the same they were before. And I feel like I'm just going to say this as, as people, you know, they, they used to be guys and I, they had a, um, what do you call it? A uh, surgery they, and yes. now they're women. So that's, that's a change that, that, uh, you know, just like growing up, it's just your, your head space will be in a different place, which mm -hmm. is normal, but that's something. So I was like, well, are they going to be on board? You know, maybe they might not be interested now that, you know, they're dealing with other stuff and shit. I don't know. So that was my biggest concern. Then they announced one of the Wachowskis will be in it. Is in, and I'm like, what? What do you mean one? What about the other guy? What about the, in this case, the other girl? What, what's going on? You know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I started reading about it and I'm, and, uh, And uh, one of them said, you know what? I'm really comfortable with where I'm at right now. Back then, I mean, I was in a different mindset, in a different style of life, in a different headspace. I don't want to revisit that. So that's why um, Andy, I forget the name. Sorry, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, didn't want to come back. And Lana did. But then I read that... Um, Lily, I'm sorry. Andy is now Lily Wachowski. So There we just go. to clarify. Yeah. Um, then Lana was told that Warner Brothers was going to move forward with the Matrix regardless if she said yes or no. That's yeah, I didn't what find I mean. that out till like a couple of days ago. I was like, holy shit. I mean, but it's par for the yeah. course, right? For studios. Yeah. And it makes sense because Warner Brothers, like, what are they big properties, you know? Hmm. The, the, just the, the DC, right? The right. DC universe, pretty much. That's mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, they need big hitters. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I, uh, I can kind of see the, the, the meetings, you know, like, oh, we need to, we need something big. What if we bring back the Matrix? You know, that was big. Oh, sure. Let's bring back the Matrix. And, um, so I don't know. I was like very skeptical. I was very afraid. Mm -hmm. I didn't want this to be a cool movie. I didn't want this to be a good movie. I wanted this to be groundbreaking, game changing. You know, I needed a big reason for for it to exist other mm -hmm. than, you know what, let's make a sequel because we need big hitters or whatever, yeah. you know, because well, we want money or whatever. So, And then, you know, I don't watch mostly uh, trailers. Yeah, I was about to say, so did you watch, did you see anything of a, a TV ad or a teaser trailer or anything? Yeah, I did. And let me tell you what exactly happened, like, super okay. quick. I don't really want to watch movie trailers because I think that they spoil for me a little bit of where the plot is going and at least like the set pieces where so I then I have that to look forward when I when I'm watching them and I know that we're headed that way so I want to be completely surprised mm -hmm. um and I actually started this back in with Matrix Reloaded because I saw like a hundred Smiths Agent uh, Smiths oh, and yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. what the fuck I, I didn't want to know this I would have that would have been a huge surprise if I didn't know this would happen. Right. And that's when I started um doing this anyways so um i asked one of my close friends andrew Rand, shout out to my guy he knows me a lot and i asked him i need you i literally texted him in the morning i was like i need you to watch the trailer for me <laughs> and i need you to tell me if i should watch it or not 
And he's like, okay, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't want to get spoiled if like a character comes back and they show him or her or something like that. And then it's going to be all over Twitter, all over the thumbnails. I don't be, I don't even have to like uh, try and watch something. I'll just see it in thumbnails everywhere, right. YouTube and shit. So I don't want to get spoiled that way. So then he saw it. He's like, you have to watch it. Uh, you, there's no way. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't know Trinity was coming back. Um, oh. So I watched the trailer and I'm like, Trinity? Oh my <laughs> God. What is going on? I started freaking out. So yeah, I saw it. I thought the first trailer was kind of disappointing. It was kind of like, eh. I thought the second one was pretty good. I was like, okay, it looks a little better. I hate that he looks like John Wick. I absolutely yes. hate that. That took but, me a little uh, out of yeah. it. A lot right? out of it, actually. A lot, yes. I get you. Like, come on, man. And especially when it's like, you know, martial arts and he's a cool badass dude. And, and they were, they were going to release literally the same day. Remember? Like they were. Yeah, that's scheduled. right. And then, then they changed, um, but whatever, you know, like, okay, whatever. That's just like that, whatever. It's not a huge deal not to like a movie. Mm -hmm. So I just hate that he looks like John Wick. And then I'm like, okay, well, there's promise. What I saw in the in the trailer, I was like, I'm hoping that this is all in the beginning. I'm really hoping that this is like misdirection, that they're not showing like too much of like the plot or where this is going towards the end or anything like this, because then I'm pretty sure it's not going to be something that I'm super hyped about. But I was like, oh, I don't know. It could go in, you know, in very different ways. I started getting hyped towards the end like the, with the second trailer i was like okay yeah, yeah. Second i'm ready sure. i'm ready and um oh i hated that they replaced uh lawrence fishburne that yes, shit pissed me off i was yeah. like and he was kind of hurt too in the interviews he was like i don't know they didn't ask me back they replaced me and i felt i felt so mad especially because he's in freaking john wick i'm sorry spoilers but he's in john wick <laughs> with Keanu and they like each other and they work together great I, uh, whatever anyway anyways um so then I was like okay you know what it's time it's time I'm just gonna go in try to enjoy it and, and then we'll see mm -hmm. I'm not going in a grumpy mood like oh this shit sucks I just I'm open-minded right now let's go right. you know let's let's go I start watching and I'm like I don't get what's going on. I'm like, <laughs> why are they talking? Why are the characters talking about the Matrix, like the movie, movies right? and scenes, and not only talking about it, but then they're watching scenes of the previous movies, <laughs> yes. and that was so unsettling because I don't know, like, why it's. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that that is garbage or anything. I'm saying that what's the reasoning or mm -hmm. why did you take this approach? And not only that, but they try to turn it into like a satire or satirical tone. And that bothered me. I'm like, why is this trying to be witty or funny or like? I was very, very confused 
by the choices that they made for for the beginning of the film. I was just like, what is going on? What you know, I was hoping this it would be like 20 minutes of this and then like, oh, you cut know, the bullshit. Cut, kinda like one division. I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. Okay. Sure. Kind of that worked because it, you know, whatever. But <laughs> why are we doing this, Wachowski? Why? Anyways, I was a little mad. I was like, what is going on? I thought of two and, movies. Real quickly, okay. I don't mean to cut you off. I thought of two no, no, movies no, during this whole little, like, first, whatever, however many minutes of it, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. I thought of two movies. First one is uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, it's 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 self-aware, and it's it's a movie within a movie kind of thing. Yeah. And the other one, and you talk about the comedic aspect of it, where it was really self-aware, was like, I kept thinking of the Jump Street movies. Where it's like it's aware that it's making fun of itself, yeah, and it just doesn't fit <laughs> any yeah. of the tone of what the first movies were. Where I don't think I mean, there's funny moments. You can find funny moments in that in that first trilogy, but in by no means is it anything comical about it. It's taken very seriously the the whole just everything going on in the movie. I don't know. It was just a weird approach and. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of weird things to say about Hollywood. I don't know if this was like, I was reading rumblings that this was like an FU to Warner Brothers by Wachowski. So I don't know if they yeah. were doing that. If this was just a whole like, hey, well, if you're going to try to do another Matrix movie without me, well, I'm going to give you this. And it's like, if you did something out of spite, then what, how does that serve the fan base for, for yeah. the people that loved the the original movies? Like, I don't know. It's very odd, very odd choice incredibly odd and honestly the way i see it is not needed and it doesn't fit and precisely what you said is the way i was feeling about and i still am feeling about it is it doesn't fit with your previous work it does not fit with the story it doesn't fit with anything really the only thing that it fits is like current state of like meta and being meta and like you know, being self-aware and, and like making fun of things and like uh, maybe like a F you to the, the company or whatever. They mm-hmm. even mention Warner Brothers in the movie. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I was like, is this Space Jam a new legacy? What, what is happening? Right here? <laughs> that's what it, that's right. what the. it's sad that that's the first thing I thought of when they started bringing up. Oh, Warner Brothers wants you to make a new Matrix game or whatever. And I was just like the fuck like <laughs> oh my god man like even like i don't know if you stayed for the after credits oh i did i was so mad like <laughs> oh me too that pretty much sums up the entire i don't know first hour of the movie just that scene right there why are we going in this direction you and know? it's shot like, horribly too uh, like that doesn't even look like a scene out of a movie it just looks like a a television show like it doesn't even yeah. look cinematic like yeah there's it no looks- there's no substance uh, to it. Oh, there's nothing. It's worse than the Sharma scene, but by yes. far. And like Age of or is it Age of Ultron? Is it the no, first? No, it's the original. That it made that look like freaking Citizen Kane. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. What like my fuck? god. And um, also, I thought that even the whole it doesn't fit, and why are we going this way? Thing that I had going on, 
I also thought that it was a bit pretentious by the artist mm -hmm. because it, the characters kept talking about how great the Matrix is and how, you know, what a masterpiece and, you know, how are we going to capture what the original is all about? Are you, I'm like, are you like, what are you that far up your ass right now that you <laughs> have to actually talk about how, how wonderful work you did with the original matrix that now within the story you're telling us i thought that was very pretentious and i don't know if it's meant to be in a funny way but i thought it was just like there's no place for this here there's mm -hmm. just nothing And I well, I mean, we'll get to like this actual serious part, but I don't. I really that whole thing. I don't think it should have been in the movie at all, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's like bad filmmaking. Whatever. I'm just saying that there's no need to do that. And there is a part in this Resurrections film that that worked that worked for me or that works as you know as a part of a sequel but definitely not the beginning part of it and uh even like even the new morpheus is kind of making fun of like old morpheus's lines in yeah. the movie which is come on man that's just disrespectful i'm sorry i know you think you're cool because you or whatever but no Like, come on, respect your own stuff. And even if you don't respect your own stuff, respect the people that do. Come on. That's just like, it was a low blow when he's like, he said, I, I forgot the line, but he then he starts laughing. The new Morpheus, yeah, yeah, I think it's yeah. the actor's name. Mm -hmm. Um, Ah, like, no, man, please <laughs> don't go there. Why? What are we doing? Um. The whole uh, analyst character, which is uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh -huh. I mean, I thought he was okay. I, uh, I, I didn't like towards the end that he started like kind of the similarities with him and the architect, like trying <laughs> to act like that. I was like, yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I thought that the whole trying to control Neo with the pills and the therapy, I thought that was actually okay. I, I wasn't, wasn't opposed to that. I thought it was, a, that was a big reason why he couldn't unplug, which is fine. But I just wish that the, the beginning part was, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Sure. But not in a satirical way in a funny way. No, not in a meta way, just like story serious. You know, that's part of it that I'm okay with. They they're trying to bring him back because they somehow figure out that he's still plugged into the matrix. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I buy that. Sure. Um, the whole keeping Trinity alive when she clearly was dead in revolutions, like she was just tore up. Yeah. There was I, whatever. Okay. I, you want me to buy that? You, I guess revive her. Okay. And then you plugged her in. You know what? All right. I'll give it to you. So I, you, you were sure. you okay with those retconning like moves that they did, like to save or to re, you know, resurrect Neo and Trinity and to keep them as part of like the energy source or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it retconned a lot of stuff out of the uh, original trilogy. Yeah. I'm okay with Neo 
only because like he also was part of part program, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with him still being plugged in. Like I don't here's the thing, you don't need his actual human body. That's right. the thing. Like so the whole reconstruction, it's like, oh it's not needed, but okay. But Trinity, yeah, I, I'm not okay with that. Like as far as you know, as much as I love Carrie Ann Moss, I love her chemistry with Keanu. You know, I love Trinity as a character. I mean, no, you know, like there's maybe she could have been recreated as a program, sure, but not actually be real in the real world. Because right. me and my cousin were talking about it. What if like um, Trinity is being is a program just being built to keep Neo inside of this matrix, which mm -hmm. kind of did end up being the case, but like it was literally the case in the movie and we're talking more about like you just build a program it's a fucking program so you can give it whatever physical you know attributes you want so she can look like trinity and call it a day you don't have to go through all this oh yeah let's revive her body and plug her back in and why <laughs> like even right now i'm like why just there's no need yeah. but whatever even like, okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. You know, I'll just, okay, I buy it. Sure. But then the whole aspect of like being a prisoner in the matrix because of her family, I'm like, oh man, like, why do we have to go there? <laughs> you know, the, the good parts about this film to me is the actual sequel parts of what happened to humankind and the machines after the war. In right the, after the war ended in the matrix revolutions that to me was cool i really liked like captain aobi coming back mm -hmm. or jada pinkett smith i liked her being like in charge i liked that morpheus had like a statue i would love that if they had said what happened to him but okay whatever um i loved that the machines actually started fighting about what was the correct course of action uh, because they couldn't find that much energy anymore because uh, the humans were not actually generating enough energy anymore for whatever reason. They chose like a weird reason that, oh, it's because Neo's not here, so they're sad. Or I'm like, well, come on, man. But okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm pretty sure that if you and I were to sit down, let's find the reason why the humans are not generating enough energy for the machines, we could come up with something better. For sure. And I'm not trying to be pretentious. It's just like, it just sounds lazy, man. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, uh, that's the part that I really liked. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Some machines were like, you know what? We're, we don't agree. They had a civil war. Badass. Okay. I want to know more about that. And then several of them were like, I think we need to live together with humans to figure out how we're going to coexist in the planet and start moving from there. I thought that was really interesting. I I hope that the entire movie was based around this and finding out a reason of why to bring Neo back or keep him there. Like since we're having Keanu and shit, like that should have been the movie, right? Like all of that, that. should have been the movie. All of that it should have been the movie without the first meta part or whatever, and even without the ending that I didn't really like. Um, 
So that's one big part of the movie that uh, doesn't work for me is mostly the story and the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, the parts that I'm talking about that I did like, I'm like, yes, give me that. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted to see. I'm pr- I'm not speaking for everybody, for, of course, but I think that at least it it's a follow up to the story that we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, for years and years. At least, at the very least, you might not like it. That's cool, but at least it is a follow up on that. Okay. Also, another big part that I didn't like, man, is that is the action, and this is a tragedy. And let me tell you, like, the Matrix was groundbreaking game changing when it comes to the action the way it was shot the slow you know the 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 bullet time the slow-mo just the takes the actual fighting the choreography was, was incredible yeah the choreography kind of like wire for a little bit mm-hmm. and you know that was awesome of the first matrix and even the sequels they kind of kept trying to push you know push it a little further away can push the, didn't push the envelope you know they they try to um in this case i thought that the action looked very generic and it was weird to me because i don't know if you noticed but trinity's husband inside the matrix was chad stahelski yes the director of john wick mm-hmm. you know and i'm like hold on you have this guy <laughs> That is an insane, like, stunt guy turned director that makes insane action scenes for John Wick. And that's what you came up with? And then I looked it up, and he's not even the coordinator of the action. Mm. I'm like, what are we doing here? And then, of course, this, the, the, the choreography guy for the first Matrix was an Asian dude that I always forget his name, Wu Young Ping or something like that. I'm sorry. I think that's his name. But he was a master. Of course, okay, we don't have that that school of uh, of his students anymore. We don't we didn't hire them for whatever reason. Okay. All right. But I thought the action was very generic. Mm-hmm. It didn't push the boundaries at all in anything. It was just stuff that we've seen over and over and over. Um I didn't see I mean I could be wrong. I, I've only seen it once. I will watch it again actually today because like I'm getting in the mood. But I could be wrong. I don't think I saw a single like white shot of just choreography, you know? Like oh yeah, the, no, for sure. No, dancing, I agree with you there. Yeah. You know, the, the and this is why I like the John Wick movies. And I'm not a huge fan of the John Wick movies. I will fight people. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not a huge it's it's all because of dog. Like, come on. And then he's like a superhero. Okay. All right. Come on. It's just <laughs> the action scenes are insane. Yes. Yeah. But watch the raid one and two and then come back at me. That's what I tell people a lot. But okay. anyways. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So the action scenes were pretty generic. I didn't see. I don't remember seeing a single white shot of just the dancing that is choreography fighting scenes. I don't remember that at all. And if it did, then it didn't stick with me. And maybe I need to rewatch it, and then I'll see. But for now, this is what I'm thinking. And um, also, they, uh, they I don't want to say, uh, what's the word? They didn't narrow down, but they brought Neo down. They reduced Neo's powers to force pushing. 
Yeah, like he, he didn't was, have any weapons or anything. He didn't have anything. All he did for like 30 minutes was pushing stuff. Yeah. Or like he was like a like a Potter one Jedi for, for a little while there. Yeah. You know, just like also like why would why did we need another scene in a dojo fighting Morpheus? Like we it's a okay. callback. Callback. <laughs> nostalgia? Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Whatever. I, that doesn't work for me. I don't... I like nostalgia, but do it in a good way, like the Morpheus statue. Something that makes mm-hmm. sense. Not like, oh, guess what we're doing? I know what you want. Let's go fight in the dojo, buddy. Like, come on. Ugh. That was lazy. And but I I, like I, uh, I completely agree with you on the action part, because you look at the way he was, like, stopping bullets. And I get he's older, but, like, one of the other cool aspects of the Matrix is that it it's cool, like it's hip, like yes. it's stylistic. Like you look at the scene of where where Neo stops the bullets in the Matrix Reloaded, and he's with a standing tall, straight hand behind his back, and just his right hand up, and th- 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 the bullets like just visually as a white shot is incredible, incredible. And there's it could no- be your fucking wallpaper, absolutely. And they couldn't. I mean, if you're gonna redo that, try to make it like that. Like, just make it stylistic and cool. Like, that's that's part of the Matrix's lore. Is that it's it, it's hip, and it yep. just looked like nothing. Like every time he was doing that stuff, it looked like he was. Uh, I don't know. It looked more against like a green screen or whatever. Even though the other stuff was probably green screen, but it, it just visually it was not there. Yeah, it's insane to think that shots and scenes that were shot sorry the redundancy but 20 years ago looked better mm-hmm. than now it's actually insane to think that you know yeah. how that's no like that shouldn't happen even right. the chase the motorcycle chasing and mm-hmm. well the car chasing in the in reloaded in the highway looked like a thousand times better than the the chasing that we had at the end of this film. Oh yeah. When he was just literally stopping missiles and bullets just by force pushing shit and just being there. And I get, yes, of course they're older. That's fine. But if that's what it, if that's what the limitations that, that you're set with, then look for different ways to portray action. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be an insane chasing in which there's like 20 choppers just shooting down on you. doesn't have to be. The first Matrix, what was the climax like? It was a chase by foot of running inside buildings, and, mm-hmm. and like, that's it. You know, like, no big-ass weaponry or anything. It's just, you know, that's it. Just yeah. just a nice set piece uh, with a very coordinated team. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. You know, the Raid and Raid 2, there's no freaking CGI. Mostly it's just a guy in a building and fighting in rooms. It doesn't have to be extreme complex or anything. It just make it look cool, good, and, but like, I'm not saying believable as in, you know, physics and anything. I'm just saying, like, not too CGI-ish, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's just all in how they film it. Like, yeah, it, it, that's mm-hmm. all. It's it's all in the approach, and it just looks. All right, we got to get yep. this put together, and we got to finish it and wrap it up. Like, it just looks by the numbers, and not, not anything that you can like, you know, ten years from now, will you remember? Will you remember that 
climactic bike scene in the Resurrections movie. Like, exactly, no, like, absolutely no. not. It's completely forgettable. Exactly, man. And I totally that is that was my biggest fear. I don't want this to have the title of the Matrix anything and then be forgettable like that forgettable was like it's the worst of all options Mm -hmm. maybe if you hate it i would be kind of okay with that but forgettable and like by the numbers generic that is definitely the worst case scenario for me because Mm -hmm. at least at least the the let's just say that the first one sucked story-wise or whatever Mm -hmm. but the action was great okay you still push the boundaries you try to do something with the action maybe the story failed whatever but in this case for me almost nothing worked yes kiana was good mm-hmm. carrie on was good uh the new chick was good you know okay yeah but at least that, that's we better get some good acting of people that have been in that role you know I'm not, if that, if that sucked, I've been like, well, what the hell are we doing here? You know, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. Um, I guess like if I can sum this whole thing up is that there was no need to make a new matrix movie, no need. Mm -hmm. And if there ever was a way or an, or, or if, if, if there's an excuse to make a new Matrix uh, project, this ain't it mm-hmm. for me. This is just not it. And I don't need for it to be a, about Neo. I don't need for it to be about Keanu or any other characters. I don't need it to be a spinoff of like Morpheus or or whatever. There's so much that you can do with the Matrix, like so much, but yet, like, it reminds me a little bit of oh, let's keep it within the Skywalker saga because you yeah. know what, that's what they all want, which is bullshit. Because like, there's there's so much story to choose from and to build upon, and yet you're still confined by that. Yeah, no, yeah. go make it larger. Go outside and make it. You know, I would love. If this is just me. A uh, spinoff of the Merovingian back in like the previous yeah. uh, Matrix that would be really cool, but it doesn't ha- it doesn't even have to be that you know it's just but it's something whatever it's something different and fresh yeah I'm not yeah. and not what we got the meta leave the meta stuff out of it just oh please leave just that tell another story <laughs> tell a good story and at least at the very least have good action set pieces man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the whole force pushing thing was. <laughs> I, I mean, I got bored of by the third time he did it. Yeah. Okay. Were... It looks really lame. It's it looks the same every time, and you already know that that's what's gonna happen the next time they shoot a whatever at him. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, but like even even the Matrix games showed a little more. Even like the 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 fan projects you know kind of showed a bit more of uh what do you call it not greed what is it like ambition right ambition within you know actual filmmaking i don't know i think honestly and this this sucks because i i 
always loved the Wachowskis for the first Matrix, but it is true that afterwards they didn't make good shit for yeah. a long time. But I honestly think that if they want to keep making Matrix stuff, I think that someone else has to be in charge now. And uh, hopefully someone that knows the 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 franchise or the, the world, story, yeah. the lore, the world, the, mm. the that loves it. Just so that they can at least pay that much attention to detail as the first one had. Right. Yeah. They need to do like, uh, I, I only bring this up because it's about to premiere, but they need to get people like that are doing the Cobra Kai series right now that yeah. understand all the mythology, even on the stuff that didn't work in the movies. Like they're making it work now because they're doing it in a way that's like respectful, but also wink, wink. They know it didn't work, but they're trying to build on it. And I think yeah. they need to do that for the Matrix if they're going to continue it again. I don't know with the with the box office failure and the reception of it. I don't know if they Warner's is just going to be like, nah, let's let's just move on to something else or let's try to bring yeah. back. I don't know what other properties they own. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to do. I mean, they're still doing the Harry Potter stuff with the Fantastic yeah. Beasts, but you know, yeah. somebody brought up <laughs> somebody <laughs> brought up for the Matrix. Uh, they were like, they should get the the person who was doing the Loki series. Uh, I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, on, uh, Disney, I, I, but... I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, like bring somebody like that aboard to do like just the the narrative. I think her name is Kate something. Um, yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, this movie just left me. Here's how I look at it, Baco. We're both physical media people. Yeah. If they were to re-release this box set, but let's say it's something it's nothing like special packaging or anything like that. It's they're just re-releasing the movies and it's gonna have the fourth one in there. I think I'm like I'm good with the 4K trilogy set that I have. Oh, yeah. I don't need Me to too. have this one as a part of it. Unless they do some wacky like you know, box design or whatever. It's in the it's in a box of the Sentinels or whatever. You know, just if they do something like that, okay, cool. I may be uh you know curious to buy it but i think i'm good with the set that i have um could i rewatch this movie again like probably but i i mean i i don't really tonally it just doesn't fit with everything else to say like this is a continuation as part of the series even i mean it is but it really is not <laughs> if you really think about it um yeah i don't think this was supposed to be the start of anything new like a new trilogy or anything like that um yeah just it's just a it was a missed opportunity um and i guess is it a cash grab <laughs> i don't know but that's like what other excuses are for it not to be like at least ambitious enough to try and be game changer groundbreaking you know like it's just it feels like it's okay being like a an okay movie and that sucks. So, yeah, that is sucks with studios because they'll take like, if it's mediocre, eh, whatever. Like, you know. But the thing also yeah. is that it didn't make money, so that yeah, it'd be one thing if this like we got this movie right. But let's say it made over like a hundred million or whatever. Like, that's not going to matter to the studios. They're just going to keep pumping out more of this. Of course, and it's going to be yeah. like, ugh. I would prefer it to fail in all aspects. That way, it just gets put away, yes. and you know, we yeah. can. Sadly, it hurts, but yeah. yes. I don't want no Transformers franchise, you know. Absolutely. Um, like we saw the we saw the this happen, but I think in a different direction, like earlier this year. So 
we all know that first Suicide Squad movie was garbage, but it made a shitload of money. Yeah. So that's why they were okay with redoing the new one. And while the new one I thought was way better than the other one, like nobody cared about it because it already had the bad residue from the other one. Yeah. Uh, on top of it being streaming only, but just it just goes to show it could go either way. And um, this was like a complete, it went the complete opposite of where it should have gone as far as like continuing on. And then as far as like legacy sequels or whatever, it's just that it's way down there for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't blame you, man. Like I'm telling you, I, uh, I was, I, you know, I wanted it to be insane. I wanted it to be great as a Mm -hmm. lifelong fan, but it's not, and I can't just be like, oh, let me put on nostalgia goggles and say it is awesome because, yeah. you know, I, for a lot of things, we might do that, but as, as kind of like film lovers, we cannot just turn a blind eye. Yeah. I tell you this, and I know you give a shit as Star Wars fans, but I don't own The Rise of Skywalker. I uh-huh. don't own it in <laughs> protest of how bad it was. So, and I love Star Wars to death, but you know, there, hey, there is a fucking line mm-hmm. that you have to draw as consumer. Like, no, I will yeah, not yeah. spend money. You don't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, um, I think, uh, I think we've gone as far as we can go with, with this talk of this movie. I don't want to end it on a bad note because I do still love the original movies, uh, the original trilogy, I should say yeah. very much. And it just made me appreciate them even more. And uh, again, I'm a big fan. I I know we're in a world now where they just have to continue stuff and like nobody dies anymore. Like also, isn't that kind of part of it too? Because part of the lore of the matrix was like everything that has a beginning has an end. end, There was a beginning, middle and end to that story. Neo sacrificed and saved the world. Uh, The Nolan trilogy, beginning, middle and end. Bruce Wayne saved Gotham city and he went on to live his life. But the legend lives on this symbol uh yeah i I just love it when stuff ends and when you just continue stuff on for the sake of just continuing and oh hey remember the stuff that you liked a long time ago like here it is again but uh we're just gonna we don't know what to do with it so we're just gonna try something weird with it and see if you all eat it up yeah that that just sucks how media is like that now uh or studios like if i was running a studio i mean shit the things i would do like i would have been if i if i read the script for this for the matrix resurrections i would have been like what what is this like yeah what are yes. we doing like it's like you said you said it plenty of times on this pod what are we doing like um let's get some creatives in here let's try something let's be ambitious like that's that's a lot of what's missing in hollywood now is ambition could you fail yes but i'd rather you fail trying something new than yes of course ru- ruining like great art from the past by trying to rehash it again. Oh, that's beautifully said, man. I totally agree with that for mm-hmm. sure. Um, speaking of Star Wars, we'll end it on this on some lighthearted stuff. So the book of Boba Fett's coming out in a few days. Are you pumped for that or, or well, what, are your, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I am pumped, but I'm not like going crazy. Like Did you like the Mandalorian? It? I've yeah, I've liked the Mandalorian so far. You know, it has a couple of you know, filler episodes here and there. It's not like insane 
or anything. It's not like, oh, my God, this is, you know, the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Although the ending of season two, yeah, like I, I definitely, definitely went a little crazy when mm-hmm. when that happened. I was literally in tears. <laughs> yeah, but I get it. But, you yeah, know, like I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm very, very wary when it comes to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. nowadays. I can be super excited, but the minute that I see something is not like that's not, you know, uh, vibing, I'm not vibing with or like that it's not what I wanted or it's, it it feels weird or bad or whatever, I can definitely spot it and stop myself from becoming like full fanboy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Hopefully it's good. What, I, uh, what in the Star Wars stuff that's coming up are you really excited about you being a diehard Star Wars fan? Is there anything coming up that you're like, yes, like I can't wait for this, like mm. this series or whatever set of movies they're going to do next if they're going to i know they canceled the i don't know if they canceled or just postponed the, that one patty jenkins was going to do the rogue squadron yeah, they, um, they put it on hold and they put on hold uh of course the ryan johnson trilogy oh, oh uh, yeah who, who didn't see that coming right yeah <laughs> even though i wanted i want to state it for the record i did like the last jedi so i love if y'all the last don't jedi. like it i love it you can tag me. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, I really like it. Um, but I uh, there's um there's a movie that it's supposed. I'm not. I can't recall if it's a movie or a show. That's. I think it's called the Dark Acolyte or the Acolyte or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is uh, about the Sith mostly. That is. I'm really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but m- other than that, it's mostly games. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a, I don't know if people know this, but there is a period in time called the Old Republic mm-hmm. in uh, Star Wars. And that the stories there, mostly games, but also novels, the story is actually really good. Really, really good. So I, uh, I've, I've always hoped for them to take stuff from there and make it into movies or shows. Hopefully they do. But I'm I'm just looking forward to to that. The Acolyte um, is a live action Star Wars series that uh, is supposed to be around um, around the Sith mostly and their philosophy and like their academy and shit like that, which is really cool. Old older time period and um, games. They I know they are remaking the Knights of the Old Republic, which is one of the best story games of all time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I'm just looking for new shit, man. Like I, I'm so disappointed that they got rid of what Ryan Johnson did in the last Jedi and retconned it for like same old, same old kind of shit. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I know that, I don't know if you know, um, who Mike Flanagan is. Yes. Okay. So Mike Flanagan, horror director, mostly who's made Doctor like Dr. Sleep and, and the haunting on Hill house, which is awesome by the way in my opinion uh and then midnight mass this year uh he tweeted something that has me tingly let me see if i can find it man but he basically tweeted that he had a dream in which he directed a star wars movie a a horror star wars movie and i was like "Oh, oh my god i need that in my life right now so uh that i would be super excited but that's it man like 
I don't get that excited nowadays about stuff because then it might be it might be good, it might not. So temper your expectations, right? (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Cause then the last year I think can happen again, or like whatever it is that you want in any franchise. You build up your hopes, your expectations, your theories, and like what should happen in your head, and then it doesn't happen. And you're like, I hate this shit because it didn't because what I thought would happen didn't happen. That I hate that man. I hate that. <laughs> or you end up do that shit. Or you end up with the Matrix Resurrections where you're like, oh man, this is I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm excited. And then you're like, well, yeah, what? We should have just left this alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Goddamn man. Oh. Okay. All right, all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you so much for taking the time today to talk about this with me. Uh, uh, it was a really fun conversation and uh, I'm glad I, you were the only person in mind for this. So uh, I'm, I'm honored. Uh, again, you appreciate film as much as I do. So it's easy to have these conversations and uh, throw out ideas at one another opinions, even if we differ on stuff, like uh, we still respect each other's thoughts and stuff. So I, oh, yeah. I appreciate that out of you out in your friendship and all that stuff. So um hope we'll continue to talk about stuff and uh we'll 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 keep in touch and we'll we'll see when we'll have you on next time and much luck to your uh 49ers in these next couple of weeks as we head into the playoffs already thanks man i really appreciate you having me as a guest and uh i hope you keep doing this because i know that you're really good at it and i appreciate that and definitely it's a great way to channel what we like into actually something positive and uh, constructive, which sure. I like. And also you, you said something really good that I hope everybody can actually start doing, which is you might be on completely opposite ends of, of an opinion about something in entertainment or in life or whatever, but come on, you can't be respectful. You don't have to convince people that your opinion is the end all be all and as 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 well as you don't have to be convinced you just mm-hmm. but you can be respectful so let's just try that yeah, also yeah. last thing is please for the love of god or for the love of movies let's just say this something doesn't have to be the best or the worst right okay? there is middle ground people there is middle ground you don't have to 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 hate or love something it can just be okay all right i just hate that like lately everything has to be either the best or the worst oh absolutely. so i just wanted to say that real quick i and and i believe i truly believe that to my core like most of the stuff that i've seen in my life has just been okay like and that's fine like yeah there's only and it really i think should be like that where it should be like every once in a while, like there comes along something where you're like, this is incredible, but it feels like everything, like you said, nowadays has to be like, oh, this is the best thing ever, or this was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's like, eh, like there's a lot of bad movies out there, but there is, I mean, to say the worst thing ever is, is a really high bar and the same thing for like the greatest thing ever. And I can even put yeah. that right now for the recent Spider-Man, like everyone's like, yeah, the greatest like movie ever, greatest comic book movies like okay it was fun yes but you know and, and you get flat for that like i 
Yeah. I think at work the other day, I said, oh, this movie is like flawed and there's stuff to pick at it. And the person looked at me like, how dare you say anything negative about it? Exactly. Like, I still love yeah. the movie, but you know, it, it ain't perfect. Yep. But I totally get where you're coming in. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. Like, it's, it's just, you know, it's just chill. Let's chill. Just chill. chill and just enjoy the movies. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Well, once again, thank you very much. And I will look forward to talking to you soon and having you back on. And again, I still owe you on that wager. And uh, if the Bucks <laughs> and 49ers somehow meet in the playoffs or whatever destiny may come or what, whatever manifests in the playoffs, we'll come up with something. Hell yeah. Let's All do right. it. I'm All right, down. buddy. As long as the Cowboys don't win, man. Yeah, then it'll be a happy time for everybody. <laughs> All right, man. Thank right, you buddy. very much. Appreciate Have a you. great time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Once again, much thanks to Frank Torres for leading the charge in today's episode, man. This guy knows all his shit about the Matrix. And again, these are just our opinions, folks. Judge the movie for yourself. It's available now in theaters and on HBO Max if you're not comfortable and you want to stream it at home. Although for big franchise movies like this or just in my opinion all movies in general should be experienced on the biggest screen possible so uh it's out there it's available uh it's not the most popular movie right now because spider-man is dominating everywhere of course but uh just go check it out and see for yourself and, and make your own uh judgments your own opinions uh that's what art's all about all about right because um no nobody's one opinion on movies is correct like we're all entitled to our opinions when it comes to stuff like that but we feel strongly in the stance that we we have on this movie and and that's that and live with it deal with it but that's going to do it for today's episode gosh this is probably the busiest week of this podcast that i can ever remember doing and i'm so happy and i'm so pumped and you know, we're, we're ending the year right in 2021 and 2022 is just going to be even better. Um, I still plan to do two more episodes this week, if you can believe it or not. Two more episodes. Um, but don't want to guarantee anything, but for the, like, right now it's looking like 50 50. Uh, one of them for sure is going to happen. Just want to double make sure on that other one. I don't, I don't want to promise something and then not deliver. So let's just say it's in the works. It's happening. It's brewing. So. Um, just stay tuned for that and, um, you can follow this podcast on Spotify, search palace off the top rope, hit that follow button. I would greatly appreciate it. I do share this podcast link through all my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the app. You can listen through your phone there on their app. All of the past episodes are on there. Or if you're an Apple person, subscribe on Apple podcast, leave me that five star review, uh, just because it helps in, in the data and, and growing it and getting it more popular. Uh, just still trying to grow this channel. This is barely, what, year two or three that I've been doing this. So still kind of in the infancy, infancy stage, uh, and I'm trying my very best. So I'm, I'm always going to be a work in progress. So I'm, I never feel like uh, I know it all, or I'm always continually to learn. So, um yeah, just subscribe there. Leave me any feedback, good or bad. I'm putting my voice out there in the world, so I deserve any feedback that comes back my way. Um, yeah, also available on Amazon, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, however you listen to your podcast these days, whether at work, on the drive, um, at the gym, wherever. I greatly appreciate anybody that has listened to this show, even if it's been only just once. It means 
everything to me. So believe me when I tell you I don't take any listen or download of this show for granted. I appreciate every single one. But that's going to do it for this episode today. Thank you guys so much. God bless you, and we'll see you on the next one.